Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Electra. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is Don Stallard. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Alright everybody, let's get this show started. Good morning to everybody out there in Columbus, everybody out there in West Georgia, the Chattahoochee Valley, the Fountain City. It is the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge on this cold morning. I mean, it's really cold. I might bring back the Mr. Freeze ice puns. That's how cold it was this morning. We've got a great show for you today. Going to recap some of the NBA college basketball. We had some high school basketball. This Friday, Carver is in the state title game. I'm going to preview that. We got a Thursday night football game tonight between the Minnesota Vikings and the Pittsburgh Steelers, both teams in playoff contention. Before I start my show, I just want to say if you haven't listened to the episode yesterday, you should. It was a great interview, it was a great show. I had a couple guests on, Nathan Spees and Michael Burgett. They were awesome. We were talking about the coaching carousel. Possible chance that Chip Kelly may take the job at Oregon. He is the leading candidate. I had a poll on my Twitter page. Who is going to be the next head coach at Oregon? But I'm going to read off the results of that poll. And 43% said Lane Kiffin, followed by 33% said Chip Kelly. Bill O'Brien, the current Alabama offensive coordinator, received 14 votes. And Brian Harson, the current Auburn head coach, only received 10 votes. So thank you for voting on that poll. I mean, seriously, we have no idea who's going to be the head coach at Oregon. But does Chip Kelly leave the bright, sunny skies of Los Angeles to go back up to Eugene, take over that once rich tradition program that his high-powered offense from New Hampshire took over and revolutionized the game of football because now everybody's doing hurry-up offense and Oregon perfected it under Chip Kelly. Had a busy night last night. I had the privilege to watch the Columbus Rapids women's soccer team practice yesterday. Got to know the coach. Just a reminder, on Mondays, I will be hosting the Coach's Show as I will talk about the season for the Columbus Rapids FC, the new inaugural indoor professional soccer team here in Columbus. Many of you already know, and I've already announced it on my show, that I will be the voice of the Columbus Rapids for this season. And the first game is December the 30th. also want to make an announcement on this show that on December 22nd, I will have Rodney Pierre-Paul on as a guest. I've had him as a guest before on this show, We're going to talk a little bit about NBA. We're going to hype up that Christmas game between the Hawks and the Knicks. You don't want to miss it because he is a very good guest and he always brings insight to the Atlanta Hawks and is just very knowledgeable when it comes to the NBA. It's going to be a very busy couple of months for myself as I am pulling double duty. I am the public address announcer for Russell County High Basketball in Seal, Alabama. And I'm also the voice of the Rapids. This Friday, I will be announcing the Russell County Smith Station 
basketball games. The JV, the varsity girls, and the varsity boys. Smith Station looks very impressive this year. They're nine and one on the season. The Russell County varsity boys are five and three after dropping a game to Booker T. Washington in Tuskegee, Alabama. And so it's going to be a busy weekend. Got a game this Friday, and then on Saturday they will take on the Tigers of Eufaula. That will be the first region game for. 6A Region 4. What that I've noticed is that everybody that was in the region for football, they're back with the exception of all the teams from Montgomery. So Lanier, Park Crossing, Carver Montgomery, Lee, they're not in the league with the basketball teams. We still have Eufaula, Valley, Opelika. So I am looking forward to the basketball season, and I'm looking forward to bringing more of the basketball teams into the show you know I, I was looking at some of the highlights on WRL as Central was able to beat Shaw I like how the teams from Alabama and the teams from Georgia they come over and they play each other I know that Russell County is going to be in a big Christmas tournament going to take on Spencer and they're going to take on Carver and then later in January they're going to take on Harris County so so you have these great teams from Alabama so that's what I'd like to see we got a big basketball game tonight in the NCAA Division 2 as West Georgia will take on West Alabama in Carrollton Georgia and of course we have state championship week for the state of georgia the ghsa championship week all games will be broadcasted on gpb sports starting with today we have the ghsa flag football championships starting at 11 o'clock this morning center park stadium will be the home for your state title game let's start with single a private trinity christian taking on prince avenue that game will be at five the nightcap will be Single A Public, Irwin County, taking on Brooks County. Now tomorrow, the festivities start at noon. You got the Fitzgerald Purple Hurricane trying to avenge their loss from Callaway last season. They will take on the Thomasville Bulldogs. Remember, the Thomasville Bulldogs were able to beat Callaway, and they beat Raven County in the game before. Remember, Raven County is the home to the five-star recruit Gunner Stockton, who has already committed to Georgia. And then locally here in Columbus, the Carver Tigers in the state title game for the first time since 2007. They will take on the Benedictine Cadets from Savannah, Georgia. That game will be at 3.30 tomorrow. The nightcap at 7 p.m. in Class 6A will have the Hughes Panthers taking on the Buford Wolves. Now, Saturday, December the 11th, we have a slate of games. Class 3A, we have the Cedar Grove Saints taking on Carver Atlanta. Then we have Class 5A, the Warner Robins Deacons taking on the Calhoun Yellow Jackets. And then the finale for the state titles, 7A, Milton, taking on Collins Hill. So good luck to all the teams in Georgia, especially good luck to the Carver Tigers for making the state title game. And hopefully they can bring back a state championship for the city of Columbus, which their girls and boys varsity basketball team has already got a state title for basketball. Well, it is official. The Atlanta Hawks say that Solomon Hill will be out for the season. He has a right hamstring tear. He was one of those players that was a minutes eater. He would come in and just eat up minutes. But he didn't really put up great numbers. He just was a hustle guy. And that's somebody you want to have in the lineup. And that intangible could hurt the Hawks in the long run. Although he has been criticized a lot, especially for not 
putting up numbers on the offensive side, but he did play a big part in their playoff run. He had some very impressive minutes, so he's going to be out for the season. The Hawks are just banged up right now. They'll take on the Brooklyn Nets this Friday. The Nets, surprisingly, lost to the Houston Rockets 114-104. to And right now, the Brooklyn Nets are 17-8 and on the season. Still in first place in the Eastern Conference. Right behind them, the Chicago Bulls. They lost to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Cavaliers look like a good team. Darius Garland had 24 points. It must have been an off night for the Bulls. Their pieces, Zach Levine, he had 23 points. But the Bulls have had some good New players in the lineup. Now, they didn't have DeMar DeRozan. He was out. And Chicago 17-9. But the Cleveland Cavaliers look pretty good this year. Yeah, the Los Angeles Clippers beating the Boston Celtics. The Celtics dropped two straight after losing to the Lakers the night before. And Boston is... 13 and 13. Right now, the Atlanta Hawks have a better record than the Celtics. The Hawks are currently in the eighth seed in the Eastern Conference, which means they would play the number seven seed in the play in game. I do like the play in game because it gives a lot of those teams that are trying to fight for a playoff spot towards the end of the season, it gives them meaningful basketball. Because if you look at the Eastern Conference, there are two teams that look like they are out of playoff contention the Orlando Magic and the Detroit Pistons. Everybody else are separated by at least three games so a lot can change in the NBA regular season the Washington Wizards get a big win over the Detroit Pistons in overtime Washington is the fifth seed right now and the Golden State Warriors they take over first place over the Phoenix Suns by defeating the Portland Trailblazers I know the Trailblazers are banged up thoughts and prayers go out to CJ McCollum for his collapsed lung hopefully he can recover from that the Blazers just don't have anybody right now with McCollum out Damian Lillard was out and they are shorthanded right now. They were led by Norman Powell with 26 points. The Warriors are 21 and 4. One thing that's impressive about the Golden State Warriors is they're doing it without Clay Thompson and James Wiseman. You know, I got to tell you I'm really excited about National Signing Day on the 15th. Cannot wait for that. National Signing Day is always a great time. It's one of my favorite days of sports. All-day coverage on which players are going to go where. Right now, it's a tussle between Georgia, Alabama, and Ohio State for the number one recruiting class. And don't sleep on Texas A&M. They have the number three recruiting class in the SEC. We're going to see what determines where each player is going to go. Georgia has really gotten a good recruiting class, and there has been some flips, too. I think Billy Napier at Florida is starting to make an impact. He's coming out saying the right things. And I think that Florida is going to have a very good season. Maybe not in Billy Napier's first year, but you saw the impact that Dan Mullen had in his first three seasons at Florida. They were a much better offensive team. Their defense struggled, though. I think if Billy Napier gets a good defensive coordinator in, and those Florida teams that had the stout defenses, like a Carlos Dunlap, like a Vernon Hargraves, they had some players on their team that just took over a game. Then Florida could be back into contention, and we could see them once in a while beating Georgia and representing the SEC East. But I think Billy Napier is the right guy for the job. 
We still have a coaching vacancy open when it comes to Oregon, but Brent Venables has accepted the position at Oklahoma. Mario Cristobal has accepted the position at Miami. Does he bring offensive coordinator Joe Brady to his staff? Mario Cristobal is saying the right things, too. His press conference was very impressive. He wants the U to be back to what the U was in the early 2000s, putting players in the NFL, a top five team, a top five recruiting class. You all, you have all these four and five star players from Florida that are not going to Miami, Florida State, or Florida. That could be a big problem, and I would like to see college football back where the traditional powers from the 90s and the early 2000s are back on the college football map. It just would be great for the sport. Do you have NFL Week 14 this week? The Atlanta Falcons will travel to Charlotte to take on the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers are favored by two and a half, and this is it. This is the Falcons season. They got to win this game to be in contention for the playoffs because they're next contest on the 19th of December will be against the San Francisco 49ers. Don't look now, but that could determine who is going to get that final playoff spot. The 49ers are currently the seventh seed in the NFC. You got the Washington football team as the sixth seed. They will take on the Dallas Cowboys this week. I talked about the teams in the NFC who can go to the Super Bowl. I'm really starting to favor the Arizona Cardinals with them getting healthy and Kyler Murray having an MVP season. He was out for three weeks, but he is back. And I really think that the Cardinals can run away with this conference. Looking at their schedule, they take on the Rams on Monday Night Football. If they win that game, it's in Arizona. So they win that game, they win the NFC West, and then they're in the driver's seat for getting that number one seed in a first round bye. Remember, only one team gets the first round bye this year. After the Rams, they take on the Lions, then the Colts, then the Cowboys, then the Seahawks. So we're looking at a 15-2, 14-3 season for the Arizona Cardinals. Very impressive. Now behind them, I'm looking at a two-way tussle between the Green Bay Packers and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Right now, the Packers have the tiebreaker. Both teams undefeated at home, and both teams want to try to get that number two seed. But really, do you really want to play the 49ers in the first round of the playoffs either one of those teams are vulnerable against the 49ers the 49ers are the most dangerous team going into the playoffs if they are healthy so I'm interested to see the seeding purposes and it really doesn't matter Tom Brady going up against Aaron Rodgers that would be a very exciting divisional playoff game Packers and Buccaneers if the Cardinals can hold on to that number one seed a couple of weeks ago the Dallas Cowboys were running away with the division now right behind them the Washington football team two games back the Eagles two and a half back Dallas has got to beat Washington They've got to take control of this division, get a home playoff game. They would be the fourth seed. It looks like the Rams would play the Cowboys in that first round of the playoffs. That game could go either way. The Rams actually finally got in the win column by beating the Jaguars, but before that, they lost three straight. All the bottom teams in the NFC have weaknesses. They are vulnerable. But which team is capable of making the Super Bowl? It's not a guarantee that Arizona can make the Super Bowl. They lost to Green Bay at home. They're 7-0 on the road, but 3-2 and at home. Tampa Bay or Green Bay can go into Arizona and win. I think the team that's going to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl is either going to be Green Bay or Tampa Bay. You always want to count on the veteran quarterback to get the job done. Although, I'm very impressed with what Kyler Murray has done, but Cliff Kingsbury is an unproven coach. It would be the first time that the Cardinals would be in the postseason with Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury. So 
I would put my money on the Packers or the Buccaneers. But still, don't sleep on the 49ers knocking off the upset on any one of those teams. I talked a lot about the NFC. Now it's time to talk about the AFC because casual football fans' worst fear has just become a reality when the Patriots won on Monday night. They're 9-4. and four. They got the number one seed, followed by Tennessee, Baltimore, and Kansas City. They're juxting for position. And then after that, you have the Los Angeles Chargers, the Cincinnati Bengals, and the Buffalo Bills. That's it. That's your playoff teams. Pittsburgh is on the outside. They are a half game back. Indianapolis is a good team, 7-6. and six. They would be out of the playoffs. The teams that have been struggling, the Las Vegas Raiders, Cleveland Browns, and the Denver Broncos, all 6-6. Six and six. And then Miami still has a shot at 6-7. and seven. Houston and Jacksonville are eliminated from the playoffs, and then the Jets are 3-9. and nine. So you look at the AFC teams, there's still a shot for those bottom teams like the Dolphins, the Browns, to get into the playoffs. With the NFL season coming to a conclusion in a month, it's going to be fun to watch these football games. All right, I do talk a little bit about college basketball on this show. We did have some top 25 upsets as the Big East Big 12 battle. West Virginia upsets UConn 56-53. to Florida gets back on track. They get back into the win column by beating North Florida. Wisconsin beats Indiana. Michigan State. All over Minnesota, Ohio State beats Towson 85-74. BYU beats Utah State 82-71. And the Arizona Wildcats beating Wyoming 94-69. The other day, Georgia got another win. That's two in a row by beating the Jacksonville Dolphins out of the Atlantic Sun Conference. They do not play until December the 18th as they will be back in Stegman Coliseum to take on the Patriots of George Mason. I have always been a fan of George Mason after their incredible run in the 2006 Final Four. They were the first non-power conference team to reach the final four since Loyola Marymount did it in 1990 and I was really rooting for them and what they did it was an incredible story and it really put George Mason on the map but they are not having that great of a season they're going to take on the Georgia Bulldogs who are trying to win their third straight but that won't happen until December the 18th that's a ways away Georgia's first conference game is going to be January the 4th, taking on Texas A&M. Head coach Tom Crean, soon as he came over and took over that program, I expected more things out of Georgia. I expected them to make it to the NCAA tournament every year. He already recruited Anthony Edwards. He's in the NBA with the Minnesota Timberwolves. If you're going to replace Mark Fox with Tom Crean, Mark Fox was actually a good coach for Georgia. And before that, Dennis felt, what is the expectations for Georgia basketball? You want Georgia basketball to make it to the NCAA tournament or at least the NIT. That should be the expectations, that Georgia has a winning record and they at least make the NIT. That's the expectations I would have if I was a Georgia basketball fan. Now, Georgia Tech should have even higher expectations because of their rich tradition. You know, they lost to North Carolina on Sunday. They will take on LSU this Saturday. Georgia Tech is 5-3 and three on the season. Their next ACC opponent will be on the 29th of December when they will take on Syracuse. But they got a tough next two games. They got LSU, they got USC on the 18th on Saturday. And then they will take on crosstown rival Georgia State. But this game will be played in Phoenix. This will be part of the Jerry Colangelo Classic. 
So the Yellow Jackets currently have a winning record, but as they get into ACC play, I like to see more out of Georgia Tech as they compete to make it into the tournament this year. Well, we do have a local team here in Georgia that's competing for the NCAA Division II Championship. Valdosta State, the Blazers, down in Valdosta, Georgia, in the semifinal game Saturday. They will take on Colorado Mines. In the other semifinal game, we have Shepard taking on Ferris State. Ferris State is the lone undefeated team left in NCAA Division II. Now the local teams here in Columbus, the Columbus State men's Cougars basketball team, 7-1 on the season. They will take on Clafton College this Monday. And the Columbus State Lady Cougars, 5-3 on the season, will travel to Anderson University on December the 17th. So good luck to the Cougars and Lady Cougars as they get ready to compete in the Peach Belt Conference. We got some conference games that are coming up. And as always, Scotty Miller is the voice of your Cougars and Lady Cougars. And you can listen to all games on 88.5 or come out to a home game. The next home game is going to be December the 20th. Both the Lady Cougars and Cougars are going to play Augusta University. That is a Peach Belt Conference game. And tickets are affordable. It's a good way to watch some basketball here in Columbus. If you are a basketball fan like myself, I have been out to a game. It's been very exciting, and I'm looking forward to it. All right, this Friday, you got the Columbus River Dragons. They got a two-game series. They will take on the Binghamton Black Bears. Now, Binghamton is in third place right now in the Federal Prospects Hockey League. The River Dragons, they have a record of 5-5-2, five, five and two, and they have the fourth seed. They're in fourth place in the Federal Prospects Hockey League. This is a big series. They've got to get these wins against the Beamington Black Bears. So come on out to the Civic Center and come support your River Dragons. Having a very successful season. Right now the team that's in first place in the Federal Prospects Hockey League is the Watertown Wolves. And the River Dragons are trying to defend their Ignite Cup championship from last year. I do want to make an announcement on this show. On December the 29th, I will have my year-in review show. I'm still open to get guests on that show. We're going to recap all the major sports teams in Columbus and their season to include the River Dragons Cup Championship, the Columbus Chattahoots incredible run in the Sun Belt League, losing to the Alpharetta Aviators in the championship. You had the Columbus Lions losing to the Albany Empire in the championship there. And then we'll talk about the Braves winning the World Series and all the local teams here in Georgia and all the accomplishments that they have done this season as well. That is my favorite show when I do my year in review for 2021, and I can't wait for that. And I'm still reaching out to some local media personnel in Columbus to try to see if they could be on that show. That is all the time I have on the show today. I just want to thank all my listeners that have downloaded my podcast. And don't forget to like and subscribe to my Facebook channel. I hope that everybody has a blessed day. Stay warm out there, and we will talk to you tomorrow. Bye, everybody. You've been listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdred. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been The Sports Beat with your host, Richard Holdred. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews.
All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.